This is Datum or Ditchum, the dating show that debates whether a couple's first date is a home run. You are everything I never knew I always wanted. Or a run for home. To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. And now, the host of Datum or Ditchum, the date doctor, Jamie Blazinski. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Datum or Ditchum. I'm Jamie, the date doctor, here with my husband. Eric. And we are going to talk to you about love, dating, and relationships. To find out more about us, go to Got5, that's the number 5minutes.com, or follow us on Facebook. That's really the greatest place to follow us because we have like 4,200 followers and it's a really fun group. Just search The Date Doctor on Facebook. So how's it going, Eric? Good. All right. We have some really good questions in The Date Doctor group, but we're going to talk about, there's so many times during the week that we say, we go to have a conversation and then we'll go, we'll save it for the podcast. And I forget a lot of I forget a lot of them. But one of them that I remember is we talked on the last show and you said something about you should stare into each other's eyes without talking for four minutes. And we tried to do that the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. So we were in the bathroom. I mean, not like in the shower or toilet or anything. We were just getting ready to go out, I think. And Eric said, let's try this. And we tried to stare at each other for four minutes. And what was your experience well, you couldn't do it. I couldn't not talk for four minutes. That's absolutely um, impossible. You couldn't do it. And what I sensed in your eyes, and this this is a social experiment that is meant to help you gain empathy for another person. So I found that um, I saw in Jamie's soul fear. Fear. I saw a very fearful person. Could you see what my fear was? <clears throat> no, I can just tell that you were fearful. So after we had that conversation, I thought that was really interesting. And I do have fear. And I think most women or most people can relate. Most people in general can relate to having experienced fear. And I wrote a question in the Date Doctor group after this because I found it fascinating. And I asked myself, I asked my group, what, um, what's your fear? And then I asked people, so there's a few parts to this. I asked people to post or private message me what their fear was. And I promised I would keep it anonymous, but I wanted to know what people's fears are. And I can't tell you, I can't count. I didn't count, but there were many people that private messaged me and told me what their fears were. And what I find amazing is... Did you delete the thread? I don't see it here. I, yeah, I don't see it either. Maybe it got buried. I don't know. Sometimes they get buried, but it was in there. It shouldn't be deleted. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. Got buried alive in a box. Yeah. Well, that's always been a fear. I have a lot of... But so everyone has a fear. And I think it would be interesting if you were going on a first date with somebody or you were screening a potential match, wouldn't it be great if you could find out like what is their actual fear? And everybody has something that they worry about. For some people, it's like finances, it's rejection, it's dealing with stress. It's like, I have like, like we, like some fears, like I have this crazy fear of falling out of an airplane. Like I know that that's probably not going to happen, but that's that a fear that I carry around. Unless you actually jump out of an airplane with a parachute on, you are not going to fall out of an airplane. And I'm getting on an airplane in a couple of days to go to Connecticut. And you are Boston, not going to fall out. Not going to fall out. You're sure. Yeah. It would be crazy. Is, this is one of the most irrational fears. But I have other fears too. And I think everybody does. And you know what was the most common fear that women, and I'm not just talking women, I'm talking about some absolutely beautiful women were messaging me. That was a clue. Can you guess what it was? There were so many women 
that were afraid to get naked in front of a man because they were afraid that they were going to be judged or that their bodies had like these are women that were fit too and healthy and worked out and they're afraid that their bodies have different parts of them that are scars or stretch marks or sort of um fat areas where things hang over and they have this expectation that like other women must be perfect and that mm-hmm. some man being with them is going to see them as imperfect. And that's got to be so, the you know, saddest it's thing. It's probably like um, advertising and pornography and all that stuff is creating this perception that most women are perfect. Filters. Filters? Yeah, like picture filters. People can filter their pictures. People can edit out. When how they... do you do that? If there's a filter that will take away like wrinkles from your face, I mean, how does that work? Oh, absolutely. You think that the oh, swimsuit really? models in Sports Illustrated that they don't... Well, they're all Photoshopped. Photoshopped, yeah. Same thing, right? Whatever no, it is. Yeah, different thing. things, but same effect. <laughs> they change what people look like. But I, I feel like I have to say something to these women because it really just... It hurts when I hear that people suffer from this. So what I want everybody to know that has this fear of getting naked or intimacy or showing their body is that your insecurity (laughs) about your body makes your body less attractive. Do you understand what I'm saying, Eric? If you're with a woman and she's like, oh, can you turn off the lights or give me that pillow? I feel so fat. This is so ugly. Don't look at my stomach. There used to be a show called Girls. Do you know what I'm talking about on HBO? Horrible, yeah, what's her name? Horrible what's show. Her Lena name? Dunham. Yeah, yeah. She's a very horrible show. Political. But she is a larger girl. Yeah. And she would get naked on that show all the time. And it was a little cringy. It was really a lot cringy. I guess I shouldn't say that, should I? Well But it's fine. I mean, you are what you are, so just um, you know, if you're gonna get naked, just get naked. And I mean, own it, it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, lose my headset and own it and and own it with confidence. And if somebody has this unrealistic expectation that you're supposed to look like a sport, did they still have Sports Illustrated swimsuit models? I don't know. Yeah. Show my age. Sure. If you are with somebody that is expecting that, then that person's probably going to be alone forever. And there probably are men. Oh, it just happened outside. Got dark, huh? Yeah. There probably are men out there that expect that. And those men have unrealistic expectations because even the most beautiful women have things on them that make them human. And that's it. But everybody does have their fear. I know you're going to say that you don't have any fears, but I don't know what I'm supposed to fear. What am I supposed to fear? Maybe I don't understand what fear is. Like if someone was coming at me with a a, a gun or something, I'm sure I would experience fear. Well, you worry about things. And I think that the things we worry about are the things that we fear. What does that mean to worry about something? Like you're always paying attention to things that aren't perfect. Like that, you were talking the other day. But I don't worry about that. You were somewhere and you were camping and you said that you were trying to sleep and that you were thinking that it was windy and that these trees were old and that Ah, a tree might fall on you and kill you. Very good. Yeah, that's an example. (laughs) Got one. Camping at a place where it it seemed like the entire canopy was dead trees. I thought, why the hell would we camp here? Someone's going to yeah. die. And it was kind of windy out. And I thought, one of these branches is going to break and land right on my tent. So I want to know from our listeners, how many people think it's more likely that a branch was going to fall and land on Eric's tent than I 
We'll get sucked out of an airplane. We'll get sucked yeah, out of yeah. an airplane. It's like 80,000 times more you likely. You think it's more likely that the branch is going to fall on the tent? I need yes. to know. Anybody Anybody agree? I'd love to hear your fears in the chat. We're going to keep the Facebook Live video for a few more minutes because we're going to jump into a question. Anyone want to write their fears in there? I will uh, take a look at that and talk about that. Some of them are funny. You know, some people have funny fears and other people have like really... Mm-hmm. Fears like some people are so afraid that they're going to lose their home and be evicted and financially paying their bills. They're so stressed out about that. Some people are so afraid about health issues or mental health issues. And a lot of times we try to hide those fears. And that is the part that sucks. When you can be close enough in a relationship with somebody that they can know your fear and kind of help you realize that it's unrealistic. And I don't mean the airplane one because that really doesn't consume me. But that's when you're in a great relationship. But it is unrealistic. I know. I'm getting on an airplane next week. I'm, I mean, Wednesday. I'm not... I'm. It's not that big that I don't do it. There are people that won't fly because they're that afraid to get on an airplane. That's a real thing. I'm not that afraid. Are there people that are afraid of flying? There are. Oh, yeah. Are you afraid of flying? Give us a like. I want a like. Give me a like. Give us a, they give a thumbs up to tell me that they agree with it. If you're afraid of flying, give me a thumbs up. If you're afraid of. Wait a minute. If somebody, if someone, then if anybody likes the post, it will appear as if they're afraid of flying. So then they're going to go back and unlike their post. (laughs) And then I want to see how many are afraid of a branch landing on their tent. I'm just kind of taking a survey, Eric. That's more for the go live people. If you're listening to the podcast and you're running, you're wondering how to like something, just search the date doctor on Facebook and then you'll understand next time we do a show that it all makes sense. What, um, we have some great questions. One of them hot off the press. This girl just posted this literally one hour ago. So you want to read it, Eric? And well, we'll, which one is, I don't know which one that is. It's the one that I just got out of the six month relationship. Six months. I think it should be the first one you saved. I just spent the last six months seeing a man, that one. Yeah, so we'll give some answers to that and then we'll cut out and they can follow us if they want more. All right, so this person whose name I won't say said, I just spent the last six months seeing a man from Southington that I met on Plenty of Fish. He's a great guy. We have a lot in common and both have so much fun when we're together. He had told me that he occasionally speaks with his ex, but I just found out that he is back with his ex and wants to keep me as a friend. Of course... She can't know about it. What are your thoughts? So many thoughts on that post. So you want to start or you want me to start? I can give my advice, not really advice, but. What pops uh, in your no, head? Like, what do you need? Do you need a secret friend? <laughs> I know, a secret friend. Doesn't <clears throat> that sound desirable? You don't need a secret friend, probably. <laughs> a secret friend that can sneak and call you when the girlfriend goes to bed. Yeah, a secret friend no. that can message you and delete the text so she doesn't see it? The answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. And why? And so he obviously likes his ex more than he likes you. So it's over. Or he might go back and forth if you want to be in that relationship. But here's the reality of this. When you're in a relationship with somebody and it's a happy, loving relationship, part of what they get is your wonderful friendship. And that's what you... Mm-hmm. That's part of the entire package. He doesn't get to take away the I'll take you to dinner and tell you I love you and go out in public with you, yet still keep the friendship and maybe even the sex. She mm. didn't say that. But you have to wonder if he's looking for. So he doesn't have the power to decide which parts of those of that relationship stays and which part goes. And if you are willing to give him that, 
then you are going to be mistreated. It reminds me, I had a client not too long ago and she had a boyfriend. So follow this for a second. This was a woman who had some anxiety. She had some teenage... They can't hear the sound effects, but Ditch I can. They have some um, preteen and teenage kids. She has an ex-husband that's really difficult. I mean, I'm not. I've been through some of what she's been through. And she had a boyfriend for a few months that was very supportive and helpful. And she could call him up with her stress. He was really good to her. And she decided... I don't want to date you anymore, but I really want to keep you as a friend. And she came to me and told me this. And he said, you are saying that you want me to stick around and listen to all the drama, all the problems with your ex, all the stress with your kids and give you support. Yet we're not going to have sex anymore. And I potentially have to deal with you getting in a relationship with somebody else that you're having sex with because I'm going to stick around as a friend. And she came to me saying... Isn't he selfish? If he really cared about me like he says he did, he would still be my friend and help me through this. Wow. That's an interesting perspective. Interesting perspective. Who's the selfish person in that situation? Selfish? She is. She's How is she selfish? She's expecting him to give up the sex and the relationship and still deal with all the bullshit. She's trying to pick which parts of the relationship she needs. He stuck it out. He dealt with all the drama and all the problems because they were romantic and the intimacy was great and he loved being with her and he was attracted to her and he wanted to pursue a life with her. And she wants to take that part out of the equation and just keep the, I want to call you when I'm upset and stressed about my ex or my kids. Yeah. Entirely unfair. Yeah. I don't know about selfish, but that's not good. Okay. Just like this guy, he's saying, I don't want to pursue a relationship with you. I'm not going to love you and nurture you and take you out in public, but I'd like to keep you around for whatever purposes he has. You don't keep a friend like that around. Nope. Sorry. All right. I think we should wrap it up with a go live video. All right. Bye Facebook. We are. Let's see the rest of the show. Should we ask another question? Yeah. Let's ask the other question. So you'll know what we're talking about. So you'll be so enticed to follow us. I notice here is you have responded. You're like the first or second responder to every single one of these. That's because I approve every one of them. So they say. What what I'm saying is just respond to these on the show and stop responding there because everybody knows like the teaser, the teaser. Yeah. I don't respond to the There's no tease. I don't respond to the extent that I respond on the show, but I don't have everybody on that Facebook thread watching our show, and I'm going to give yeah, them the advice. Yeah, but you want them to. Yeah, well, I'm going to still give them the advice that I no, need to give them so them. that they can trust me. On the show. No. On the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, we can argue about this later. Um, we can argue about it on the show. We can argue about the uh, the equipment talk, too, on the show, if you'd like. So... The ne- We're going to ask the next question. Before we do, Eric, will you tell them you always do a little good... What? Just pull on, don't pull on the cable. You also give a good explanation on how to follow us. I put a link above to my to my website that will take you to our show. But to actually follow our show, you want to pick your favorite podcast app and search Datum or Ditchum and follow the show. That way you can watch the whole show. You can get updates listen, when we have listen shows. Listen to. Listen to. We don't have a listen. video show. I make mistakes, Eric. Sometimes I say words like watch <laughs> instead of listen and listen instead of watch. <clears throat> I don't think our listeners are terribly upset. Listeners, In fact, good job. I don't even think they notice until you point it out. No, they notice. Yeah, I don't think so. I would notice. I yeah. did notice. So would you stop watching the show? You'd be like, I really enjoyed the Date Doctor show, but that Jamie I, always says listen always says instead of watch. watch. She always says watch instead of yeah. listen 
You said the other night when we were out that everybody knows when you're joking around. Do you remember this conversation? Uh People don't know when you're joking around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people think you're serious. They're lost. Like right now, which you probably are serious right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes people listen to the show and they don't get that you're joking. I think that's your charm, though. I think that's what oh. people think. Some people think it's your charm. Or some people are like, oh, my God. I can't believe we just said that on the show. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to read the question. Yeah. And then we're going to ditch the um, Facebook crowd. Facebook live crowd. Five, should we take their right. questions or should we just totally diss them? Well, are they asking questions? Yeah, we? there's all kinds of things in the thread. Oh, really? Well, yeah. let's talk about that. Well, okay. I need my glasses. Ooh. They're close by. I know that I have them. Would you like me to read? Can you see Instead, it? I could probably Dang, go to it. Gla- oh, here they are. Oh, they're right there. You know, I hate. You know, wearing you can't find your glasses because they're right in front of you. I know. You need and your I, glasses to see them. And I hate wearing my glasses. And want somebody that watches the show messaged me and said that she loved my glasses and asked me to tell her what brand they were. But the problem is when I take my glasses off to see the brand, I can't see them. So here, can you tell her? She said something about on the left arm. I can't see it. You can't see it either. Well, what you can do is take a picture with your phone. And enlarge that. <laughs> and then see it. They're called Banana Republic. Do they have like a, on the left arm, do they have like a, all right, just give me back. Definitely Banana Republic. Okay. And there's no, there's no model or there's anything. There's no model number. Sorry. All right. <clears throat> but that should get you pretty close. Oh. Where did you get them? At Warby Parker or something like that? The Swift Creek Eye Center. All right. Okay. Oh, Ty just jumped in our group. Remember we talked about him last time? He came speed dating and did phenomenally well. Hi, Ty. Yeah. So anyway, what what do you got? What do you have? Rose says, we need to realize men don't even notice any of the imperfections that we do. That's one cluelessness I appreciate in men. Yeah, many don't. And those that do sometimes have these unrealistic expectations and that's their problem too. I know women consider flawlessly beautiful that are sacred. I know women so, I consider flawlessly beautiful that are scared. Scared. Yeah. Sacred, for scared, that, almost the same thing. They think they're not pretty and that's unattractive. When somebody thinks they're not pretty, that's not attractive. you right. got to at least right. fake it. Having that positive energy and that confidence makes people prettier. Yeah. I know I'm beautiful, by the way, people. And Suzanne says double standard. I think she's talking about men. Like, yeah, a lot of men don't look good naked, but you still love that it's his body. Yeah, no, that's not a double standard. The double standard would be that if men actually criticized women for not looking good naked, that would be a double standard. Which is a good point. It's the the woman. The standard is the woman is feeling self-conscious about being naked. Those are two very different things. Yeah, right. Because less men feel self-conscious about being naked, right? I think, I don't know. And I, that that's nothing to, you know, most men are very ugly naked as yeah. far as I know. Men, women are generally the more attractive naked breed. Sorry if I offended <clears throat> some man on this, yep. but they generally are. You know, women Correct. aren't looking for pictures of naked men. That doesn't do anything for the woman, but right. she likes the concept of mm-hmm. being with a man. Right. More likely the branch will fall on your tent than you falling out of an airplane. Thank you, Suzanne. Yeah, by a million percent. (laughs) I hope I will see you (laughs) next week. I mean, uh, Friday night when I safely arrive to the Connecticut event. Uh, Ty agrees the branch is going to fall before the airplane. Mm -hmm. Confidence is key. Suzanne says if she can't know, you know it's all good. He's looking for sex on the side. I agree. 
I absolutely. Oh, we're talking agree. about that this one where the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Of course, he, he might is. be looking for sex on the side. Because yeah, is a dude lo- really looking for a friend? No, no. he's not looking for a friend. He doesn't know anything about being a friend. And Jennifer uh, gets my selfish First point. Of all, Thank if you. If this guy is in the, the guy's kind of a, a, a piece of shit. I mean, why would you do that to someone? I know, I know. He's trying to manipulate this poor widowed woman who's Look, newly dating. This guy dating. is horrible. Um, whoever your name is. And these people exist, and you almost think they don't exist, wouldn't you? And you'd almost think that most women would recognize it right away, but they don't, especially somebody that's widowed and newly dating and doesn't know, and he is taking complete advantage of that. He is always going to be looking for a woman that he can manipulate like that. A lot of bad people in this world. Yeah, there really are. All right, give us the next question, and then we are signing out, and you're all going to follow us. You want me to give the next question? Yeah, give the next question. Um, So this is from someone to be named, to be remain anonymous, I should say. So group. I am in a relationship for 11 years and the man I am head over heels in love with tells me that he never loved me. Just from his actions, I know that's not completely true. How do I get to the bottom of what happened and what changed between us if he won't talk? You know, some people, they always want to get to the bottom of everything and sometimes there's just no bottom of everything. Yeah, I was I was going to say the same thing. Why do you have to get to the bottom of it? Just move on. You don't need to get to the bottom of it is what we're saying. Yeah, you don't need to get to the bottom of this stuff. Sometimes you just have to accept this guy doesn't love me right now. He doesn't want to be with me right now. And another thing, Eric, we say stuff when we're in a fight and we're really mad at people. Sometimes we say, you are always like this. And we don't mean that you're always like this. We're just in the heat of a fight and we're hurt and angry. You can't hang on to everything that everybody says in an argument. You'll drive yourself crazy. You know, I, I, uh, I'm reading this book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. It's about your actual brain. It's very good. So if anybody wants to read it. Do you know the it, author? No. It's called okay. Change Your Brain, Change Your Life by Dr. Amen, A-M-E-N. Good. <coughs> so I do know the author. But anyway, so this guy talks about, in this book about the different areas of the brain that do different things. And there's an actually an area of a brain when it becomes overactivated, which causes you to do that. To think things to no end and not be able to shut it off and be like, all right, he doesn't want to be with me anymore. It's over. Well, do you remember you you sent me something? I think we talked about this in a recent show. We did. Where the girl's like, um, oh, we've been dating six months. And he, she's thinking, he didn't answer me. And he's thinking, I'm due for an oil change. We started dating last oil change. Like right. some people, they can't shut it off. And their mind is so worried. And then they start thinking of everything they say. And then they call the person back and they're like, what did you mean by this? And why did you break up? And then why did you say that? And that's not fair because that's not what really happened. And they're going to drive themselves crazy. Isn't there something like magnesium or something that helps slow your mind down from thinking these things? Well, it's an overact. Well, it's a, let's see, underactive um, prefrontal cortex, cortex and an overactive certain area of your um i forget the name of it but it's kind of down near it's in women women have a larger section of this brain than men and it's down near like the base of your brain but yeah there are there are things that you can do to either speed up one area or reduce uh the activity in another area of the brain like um smoking marijuana reduces the um prefrontal cortex yeah, that's a, a 
amazing solution for somebody that really suffers from that. Well, no, I mean, prefrontal cortex, that's the rational reasoning part of things. And that's a long-term ramification of marijuana. Oh, okay. But things like that can calm people down. There are things when they're thinking obsessively and they can't stop, there are things people can do to calm themselves down. And for some people take medication, some people smoke marijuana, some people have a drink, and some people think, oh, it's awful, I shouldn't do anything to take the agony away. But actually suffering with the agony mm-hmm. is bad for your health. I always tell my clients, the way you worry is gonna make you old and ugly. You need to figure out how to let it go. But there's another thing that I'll, I'll do with my clients and I'll, I'll tell them and I do this myself because I am a worrier. Sometimes I am worried about something over and over and over again that never ever happens. And you have to stop your brain from thinking about it even if it's only for a minute. I mean, maybe you put on a podcast, maybe you go eat something, maybe you do a crossword puzzle. I for me I do my crafts a lot. I'll go in my craft area and I'll start making something and I'll be like, "Oh, I just went 10 minutes without thinking about what I was worried about. Or I'll call a friend that has a bigger problem that can distract me with whatever she's going through. But you have to start to train your brain to stop thinking the things that you can't stop thinking. And we do. Well, there are people who always have to have something. So, to worry about. so there's a, there's a, a script that these people have been told probably as a child. And that is, there's always something Then you have. So to... if there's something wrong, they, they think, Oh, there's always something. So they can't sit with nothing wrong and they have to go look for it. And if you rewrite that script and say today, I'm going to take five minutes and I'm going to do something that makes me forget about this. and I'm not going to worry, or I'm going to go take a class at the gym, or I'm going to play a song. And during this entire song, I'm going to force myself not to think about that thought. And you might only do it for 10 seconds the first time but whatever you do you slowly train your brain to stop thinking those thoughts my father who is 80 years old and is not going to change i'm not in heaven go ahead would you say nothing my father who is 80 years old is um he's never going to stop worrying he always and sometimes he'll call me up and be like how is blah 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 and or how's this or how are your jobs and how and I'm like dad yeah we're not going to give you anything to worry about even if I had a worry I don't share it with my 80 year old dad because he doesn't exactly make me feel better and why would I put that on him I'm like you're gonna have to go find another kid or grandkid to worry about dad we're good but yeah he's one of those people he always has something to worry about and I grew up in that environment so it was very difficult for me to stop worrying as much as I used to but I always say every day that I'm a little better than I was the day before, I've made progress. So every day that I worry a little less, and then some days I have a big worry and I totally crash and I climb out of it. It's like somebody that has a drink or eats a piece of cake that's on a diet. You might mess up, but you can still come back out of it and keep going. All right. So this is a, let's see, 11 years. Yeah, I forget. Oh, we we didn't quite answer happened. her. Oh, getting to the bottom of what happened is a... There's no day ditch or ditch it's on over. that, but you just ditch the thoughts. <clears throat> get over it. Stop trying to get to the bottom of it. There is no bottom of it. You have your bottom of it. He doesn't want to be with you anymore, yeah. and now you know, and now you can move on. And we had a ditch on the first one, too, that I never played the, okay. never played the thing for. All right, so next question. Are we ready? Yes. Next question. Next question. Next item up for bids on The Price is Right. <coughs> Okay, so this person says, thought I'd ask other people's reaction if they had received the text below. Okay, so I'll read the text. It starts with, hey, I I don't know who's who here. Damn, I should know that. All right, so someone, one of the 
people that are a party to this says, hey, I, I know who's the who. other person says, hi, how's your day going? The other says, very well. How are you? The other one says, doing well, finally getting a short lunch break, busy day. But at least today, I feel like I am accomplishing more. So do you prefer cats, dogs, other or none? The other, And then the other person says, why should we should ask more questions about each other, not childish questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. So there's a couple parts to this. First of all, he was just rude and that wasn't very nice. And he's probably a jerk to have responded that way. But... I want to say, that's not how you have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm this guy, the the guy is in orange, right? He's the one who said we should ask more substantive questions. Well, yeah. Hold on, I have to cough. (coughs) He could have asked a question of substance. He could have redirected the conversation and asked a question that he wanted without having to attack her for her approach. She doesn't know. She's trying to create a conversation. She's using whatever skills she's been given to do that, and look, it, what, she's not very good at it. Look, don't get to know someone via a text message. I mean, is this an appropriate conversation for this a is text online. message? Yeah, this is like when you meet someone online. This is how it starts. Oh, it's not it? good. This is how it starts? No, yeah. you give somebody a phone call. Well, that's not how online... That's not how it works anymore? No. So let's stick with how it works, and then I can give him some advice. That's horrible. Eric, you and I chatted on match before you called, and then we went out. And I said, let's go. When are we going out? And you said... Oh, we're supposed to have some conversation first. And I was like, okay, well, you said we need to have a phone call first. We had a phone call. We got off the phone and said, all right, let's meet. Okay. No, that's not exactly how it happened. We started talking on match. And after one conversation, I messaged you Mm -hmm. and I said, wow, you're local. Maybe we could run into each other in West Hartford Center sometime and get an ice cream. And you said, I'm at my sister's wedding. Um, Maybe we could see now that in itself is a little weird. Maybe we could run into each other. I I was new at online dating. This was almost 20 years ago. I didn't know what I was doing. There were no rules back then. All right. There was no etiquette, but I think that's fine, actually. But anyways, you wrote back and said, "Okay, when you want to meet and i was like mm, usually we have a phone conversation before you actually meet and then you called me and go hey yeah this is eric from match on when do you want to meet it's <laughs> just okay. like all right just this guy is just shoots from the hip just get it done and that was fine back then but usually what happens now is you have three or four back and forth conversations the way that these conversations should be ideally are a natural fun conversation not a forced questions of this or that this or that game cats or dogs i mean you can but to him it didn't feel comfortable although that guy did not contribute anything in having an organic conversation i always say eric it's almost like when you sit next to somebody on an airplane and you are single and you sit next to a guy that looks really cute that doesn't have a wedding band on and you want to strike up a conversation with him. You don't look at him and go, geez, it looks like we might have a few things in common. I'd like to get to know you more. Cats or dogs. You don't do that. Right. You, I agree. You might look at him and say, hey, where, where are you headed? Are you going to Florida or is this a layover for you? Or you might say headed for business or pleasure this trip. You might say something. If they're reading a book, you might say, oh, what are you reading? I saw I've heard of that book. Is it any good? You might say something. And then if he's like oh yeah it's a great book and he starts talking then you're like wow this guy's interested or if he says oh i'm going to visit my mother she just you know whatever then you're like wow this guy's interested and then you have a conversation that's real and it evolved in a natural way and it's like wow this is great if they give you a quick short answer work then you know you're done yeah and you get to this find guy's out. done i mean obviously yeah this guy's done but if you can try to based on reading someone's hold, profile hold on definitely a ditch 
If you can try by reading someone's profile to ask them a question that would be interesting to them, that they would respond. If they say that they love watching football on Sundays, you can say Patriots fan question mark. And then they're like, ah, I love to talk about football. And usually people either love or hate the Patriots. And you start a conversation that it's actually kind of natural and it flows. And then that feels fun. And then, yes, you have to say something like it's been fun chatting with you. Let's grab a coffee or a drink. And move it out of online dating. And now people are going quicker and quicker. For yeah, so the truth is this guy, he is not interesting, interested in dating someone that asks him sort of, you know, inane questions. I think this guy is just an idiot and he doesn't even know how to ask his own questions. So he's trying to make her feel bad. She's don't struggle with people. If you have to, I'll get people that will say this. I keep talking to this guy on match and I'm trying to carry on the conversation and I'm just getting short answers back. Well, don't, if you have to do all the work and somebody isn't giving anything, then you need to just stop because it's not fun. It's exhausting and go find somebody that's willing to engage in a conversation with you. But this guy He's not trying to do that. He's just trying to make her feel like a jerk. It's just rude. You don't yeah, talk to done. other people he like doesn't that. Wanna, he doesn't want to date her. That's, a, that's all there is to it. He yeah. doesn't want to date her. Move it's on. Over. But she needs the advice to say, don't start cats or dogs. Read something in their profile. Find something fun. If he talks about loving to cook, ask him what he made for dinner last night. Okay, so the takeaway is it's over. He's a jerk, but just don't do that again. Yeah. yeah okay. Learn from that experience. Good synopsis. Good Got to walk away with... <clears throat> all right very good that's all we have for today eric how long it we is going? I think i've so. got like three more stories oh, go ahead. all right let's go here. okay we so, do one uh, more well hold on so this guy posts on here christmas tip put your boyfriend at the side of your family in case you need to remove him later and we're talking about taking photographs so if you're taking photographs i mean people have so many photographs now do you really need to do this i don't think so and because who cuts photographs anyway it's just a joke do you think that you are in anybody's photos from holidays that you're no longer dating we i, I yeah, am i mean course. my ex-husband i yeah. was in photos i am yeah, sure. but nobody has to crop me out they don't care yeah, it's not like they're yeah. they're hanging on the mantle above the fireplace and and, I, I and they were cropped out i should have left that one out. i right? told you it was great. just a funny little joke it but was a funny little joke <laughs> okay it good. is funny but it's, isn't it so <laughs> awkward when they take a family group photo with the new girlfriend that the guy mm. brought home just don't do that that's weird you don't need that don't take let her take the picture I'm sure she'd be more than happy to take the picture, especially if they've only been dating for like two months. Yeah. yeah. Just, or it's just funny. Remember that Christmas when you brought that or, girl home? Or you could do this. You could say, I'm just, I'm not sure this is going to work out. So could you sit out of this photo? Yeah. Or you take one with her and one without. And you delete. I mean, it's yeah, cool. it's just, uh, I never take pictures with like, yeah. Okay. We don't, we don't You're like, not a big picture fan. You're not a big group picture fan. Like if we're at a neighborhood event or something like that, you'll be like, oh God, why do we have to take pictures? I don't want to be tagged in somebody's picture. I don't, I don't, you know, last night we went out to dinner. It was Eric's uh, company Christmas party. Mm. And Eric's business partner said to me that I post really, my Facebook posts are really interesting and entertaining 
and he really likes to see what I'm going to post because sometimes I ask questions like recently I asked my married friends did you ever break up with your spouse before you married him because I'm trying to collect information that's helpful because in the date doctor group we I asked the question would you get back together with somebody that broke up with you and then got back together and some people were like no way and I'm like wow well so many couples did it wasn't right at the time it was right at another time as long as you weren't mistreated or lied to or cheated on People were like, it could work. So I ask interesting questions and uh, your business partner likes the things I post. I don't want my wall cluttered with, oh, Jamie was at another Hampton Park party. There are so many parties Good. and events in this neighborhood. You can untag yourself too, you know. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I just don't want okay, it. Fine. I get in them. I don't nod. I don't make a scene to be like, no, don't tag me. I don't say anything like that. I just kind of no chuckle to you. No one tags you though. Like no one ever so, gets tagged. Yes, they do. Okay. There are people that do. All right. It's not a big deal. So, But I don't mind. It's not a big deal. But you just asked me. I don't like to be in group <clears throat> pictures with people that I don't know really well. Right. If they were my, like when I go up to Boston next week, right. I might take a group picture with my picture. college roommate and friends sure. that I haven't seen. Absolutely. Totally fine. But if they're just people I'm partying with one random night, please don't take a picture eh. and tag me. Just, no oh, pictures, no tags. Cringeworthy. NPNT. Yeah. I That's don't like when people post a million, look how fun my life is. And it's not that interesting to anybody else but you. Well, you know, people are only posting the good stuff. Well, no. Well, you know, I find there's two different types of people. People that post. <laughs> there sure are. People that post all the good stuff. Just, just be careful to Mike. Um, that uh, only post the good stuff. And then there's people that only post the bad stuff. Yeah. And the people that post the bad stuff attract the negative people. And the healthy people unfollow those people because they don't want to get dragged down. If your Facebook wall is like seeing a sad movie, you might want to think about the impression you give the world. You know what else drives me crazy is the people that post. We went to a concert the other night. Wonderful, like Symph Richmond Symphony. Is that what it was? Yeah. And somebody had their phone up and they were doing a go live video at the concert. What? It's not interesting. No one cares. No one. It's not. It's like a sunset. If yeah, you're there and it's beautiful. Do not do a go live at a, at a concert. Do no you, one's watching it. And, it's and, stupid. And if you think, I've heard this defense oh, before. Hey man, look what I got to see tonight. It's, Just experience it, it. Experience it. And it's not as good to somebody else watching it through a phone on Facebook. That's and right. And do you really think, has this ever happened? Have you ever... Do you think any of them a year later are like, oh, in my memories, that concert, I just want to listen to it again? No. No. Nobody glance, ever. Right, no, no. A photo. You ever see anybody? No, I do have a friend, though, Jimmy Titino. He uh, he recorded a uh, Almond Brothers concert, I think. Go live? No. Just on his phone. And then, like we were golfing or something. He's playing the Almond Brothers concert <laughs> they recorded on his phone. I'm like. Dude, shut that off. It sounds like shit. <laughs> I didn't go to the concert because I wasn't interested in it and I don't need to hear it now. Yeah. You ever hear someone at a concert, they're, they're go live and they're actually singing along to it on the go live video. Yeah, That's really yeah. nice. Stop. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. It's really bad. I think it's re it is bad what our culture is devolving to regarding social media. And, and, I, and I try very hard. I try. Uh-huh. I try very hard not to do that. I want whatever I post to either add value to someone's life, entertain somebody, or provide me with information or knowledge about relationships. And I just don't, people don't care that, oh, look at Jamie's friend. Who cares? Unless it's something like our Halloween costumes. I'm very proud of those. And, mm. I, and I like to show people because I think it's funny. But it is funny. What? 
How proud you are of those. Paolo I'm very proud. Oh, come on. <laughs> Somebody must have seen us as Popeye and olive oil. I nailed it. And Sonny and Cher, you still say wasn't that good. And I think it was amazing. Any of our listeners. I looked more the, like Mario and Luigi than I did He did look Sonny like Mario and, and Luigi. If anyone wants to I see that. Sonny picture of us as Sonny and Cher just Facebook message me uh, you can friend request me J-A-I-M-Y and my last name is spelled Be Lazy and Ski PM me and I'll show you that picture of us as Sonny okay. and Cher I do right, over wait, I got one more thing to say right, yeah, go ahead. I do admit I overpost dog pictures I'm guilty but I have a lot of followers that like my dog pictures sorry Good. he is the cute he, he is very nice dog yep alright are you ready for our last, last question last one alright I just spent the last six months seeing a man from Southington. Oh, my God. I think we've already oh, wow, covered we're this done. question. Yeah, we did. Unless there was... <laughs> I hate that she had to call him out, too, and say what town he was from. Oh, hold on. I have I have stuff saved. Very, very old stuff saved here. Oh, all right. There... Just pull one I've, that right, I haven't um, heard. How do you use your inside edges? Nope, that's a hockey thing. <laughs> how to skate like Rasmus Dahlin? No. Nope. hockey thing. <coughs> Eric right, is a hockey coach of our son. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Obese couple makes three-story fall after floor collapses during sex. Holy cow. A 640-pound man and his 450-pound wife had a rather unusual accident last night as the floor of their apartment collapsed during a particularly intense sexual intercourse, causing the couple to fall three stories lower. Good for them. Are they okay? There must have been some cushion around them to help with that fall, right? Liverpool. This is in England. We're having sex in their bedroom on the third floor of an apartment building when their structure collapsed. You know, I, this is so suspect. We're talking about 1,000 and, uh, well, are you, we're talking about 1,100 pounds. Are you more yeah, likely to lot. crash I mean, through the floor of your apartment when having sex, falling out of an airplane, or having a tree? branch if you your tent. if there's a uh, collective 1100 pounds of human having sex i think that's the most likely of the three I, why does that make news i mean leave them alone with their own sexual accident be very embarrassing i i once there was once a show about like crazy emergency room visits that had come into the emergency room and there were some crazy stories about things that happen to people when having sex it's got to be so oh wait no, 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 no. hold on hold on there, there was something wrong here. Hold on. Miraculous couple suffered only light injuries and no other residents of the building were injured uh, of the almost 250-year-old building. Imagine living under them <clears throat> and two oh, naked no, people fall on, into your on, living room. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, it, he's uh, Tom Watson, another resident of the building, claims the accident was predictable and could have been avoided. Ooh, this should be interesting. This couple had very loud sex a few times a week, and the entire structure would shake every time. The walls cracked, and the lights flickered. This is an old building. It clearly wasn't built to endure this kind of stress. Mr. Watson said the landlord was aware of the situation, but did nothing to correct it. He said that the fact that they were overweight didn't justify their expulsion. Oh, so the, so the guy couldn't kick them out. Yeah. Hey, let the people, hey, good for them, you know. It's nice to hear people are having a great sex life. I like it. Interesting story. Interesting story. Let's right. see what else I have here. Oh, are, are I, you... I have a follow-up on the Dine and Dash guy in California. Remember that guy? The Diner and Dasher. Remember, he would go out with girls, and then he would leave. He okay. would Did he get, get off at the end of the thing. And Pat, the woman we spoke with here, Santa <laughs> Corita, is at least the fourth woman who claims right. to have been left with a bill. That's, that sound isn't going to come through very well. All so. right. 
Anyway, if you're interested in that story, you can go look it up. All right, what else? That's that kind of funny. I, you I know, the Dine and Dash, I remember I used to work in a restaurant. I was a waitress, like all through high school and college and mm. even a little after that. And they used to tell us that it was our responsibility that we would get the um, the bill paid. Can dine and Dash. Don't Dine and Dash. It's, it, it's the waitress's responsibility to get that. And if somebody sneaks, and when I used to be a waitress, I remember once somebody, these two teenagers snuck out the back exit and I had to chase them and try to grab them because it was told it was my wow. responsibility. Well, do you know that um, a girl got uh, um, fired from Chipotle? For? For um, she would not serve these kids that came in. And she said, you got to pay first. You got to pay first. And um, the kids were the kids were uh, African-American kids and the girl wouldn't serve them. But uh, they fired her before they found out that these guys were on social media dining and dashing three nights a week. Wait, let's think about how Chipotle works. And I haven't been there in a while, but I imagine it's yeah. much like Kava. You, you yeah. walk in, you order your food, uh -huh. you go down with a tray, yep. and then you get to the place uh -huh. where you pay. That's right. So, I mean, it seems very unfair that a restaurant would hold their minimum wage employee <clears throat> responsible for somebody that dines and dashes. I don't know what the legality but around but that you is. You have to do something to put an end to that. Other people, otherwise, people would be doing yeah. it all day long. Well, then you, you know what you need is um, like like baseball bats on a on a like automated baseball bats. You press a button and it just smashes them in the head with a baseball bat if you try to leave without paying. You put a camera up. Well, you have what does that do? You have management. I mean, that's management responsibility where they should be stand. That's a lot of responsibility. Think about how busy a waitress is or somebody working the register right. at Chipotle. Chipotle. Think about how busy they are trying to get the order, trying to get everything out. Yeah. And and that's a lot of responsibility. That's a management level responsibility. If somebody well, is I think this girl was a manager, you, but. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but, was. you know, same thing as my. Well, she decided not to serve them because she knows that they're diners and dashers. And they fired her. Fire. Did they give her a job back when they realized that this was a problem? Um, I think they offered it back, but I'm pretty sure if I were her, I would not accept that job. We had a thing going around here in our neighborhood, community, whatever, where the kid was stealing stuff. Remember, they had a picture of him. He always had a hoodie on, and it was tied really tight, and you couldn't no, really I don't. see him. Oh, you never saw that going around? He would. Go, he went into Lucky's, and he stole stuff. He held <laughs> up Lucky's, and he held up, um, what's the place you think has really good coffee? Dine and uh, uh, dash in. Dash yeah, in. like it's dine and dash. Is that the name of a place? <laughs> um, and he held it. And there was another place. And his picture it keeps getting seen, hoping somebody would recognize him or his sweatshirt or whatever it is. And that's what he can get away with. Yeah, it's a lot. It's really stressful. But yeah, those people are thieves. They are terrible. All right, are we done with this thing? Yeah. We're fourteen hundred and thirty seconds into this. Okay, so how do they find us? Go to Got5, that's the number, 5minutes.com, or search The Date Doctor on Facebook. If you're in Connecticut or Boston, go to Got5minutes.com. I'm coming in town, flying in on Wednesday. We have an event in Boston on Thursday, an event in Connecticut on Friday. Tons of people, like hundreds of people. So it'll be a whole lot of fun. And All I'll right. uh, catch you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.